0: Everybody, and thank you for joining me for another week of the Rec Poker podcast. I'm glad to be here, and it's all because of Website AMP and Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack, and Casino. So, thank you, uh, team, for your support. Um, I'm here with a wizard panel of recreational players, just like I am every week. My name is Jim Reed, I'm Bluffsterini in the home game if you want to find out more about me, you can go to rec.poker slash crew. And you can also find out all about these weirdos. Hey, gang, why don't you tell Rec Poker Nation where they can come and uh, find out more about you?
1: Well, I am Chris Jones. You can find me on uh, 5x5 on Poker Stars and
2: 5b5 on Twitter. And I am John Somsky. I am Poker PokerGeekMN everywhere.
3: I'm Keith Brandt, and I am Monkey System Everywhere.
4: And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman50 everywhere.
0: See, these guys know they're, they're the same thing everywhere. There's no underscores. They were very ahead of the curve when it came to uh, social media and, and uh, tags. Way some, to go, guys.
1: Some jerk took 5x5 five five on Twitter. That's why I have to be 5B5 five <laughs> five on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to be an early adopter, Chris. That's why you got to jump out on those new platforms instantly. Um, I'd also like to just take a second to thank uh, Ben Rhodes, who recently became a premium member, so I'm excited to get to know Ben a little better and uh, see what uh, he's Getting into in Rec Poker Premium Land. And I also want to thank uh, John Scar, who's uh, been with us for quite a while. And uh, I hope that uh, John knows how much we appreciate their support as well. So uh, here we are. You know, it's uh, Monday night. We're recording this. The podcast comes out on Tuesday morning. It's going to come out on Tuesday, the 28th of December. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday, it's not too late to join our community Q&A session on Wednesday at 6.30 uh, p.m. Central Time, 7.30 Eastern, where any community members of poker you don't have to be a premium member, can go to rec.poker on the homepage there, click on the join the community Q&A and come hang out with the panel for free and talk to us about what's working for you in poker and what's not and how we can do things better in 2022. One way I know we can do things better in 2022 is having people like our next guest on the podcast more often. Uh, Taylor, it's taken us way too many episodes to (laughs) finally come around to this point, uh, but we have done it. Um, I'm proud to say um, it it shouldn't always take this long, but uh, Taylor Howard is here to share some thoughts on his career in poker and how players like us can uh, get better at the game along the way. Taylor, thanks for joining
5: Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's not all on you either. I was, uh, I've was i been pretty busy since about May. So yeah, I see uh, that. I think we started talking back in June about getting money. So <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, right. We got it in before the
0: end of the year, at least. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. We did. And you've been busy um, on and off the felt, but I know you've got some uh, recent excitement in Las Vegas to talk about as well. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we start there? Why don't you just take us through what you've been getting up to recently on the poker tables, and then we can take some questions from our audience here.
3: Yeah,
5: so uh, it all goes back to about uh, May uh, when I won the uh, MSPT out in Deadwood um so that uh yeah the coolest trophy in the yes. Bus back there. So, yes
0: yes uh, if you're just uh, listening um, along you got to go over to youtube and check out the video it taylor has this like perfectly composed frame <laughs> behind him all these amazing uh images and trophies and stuff that, that, that though, one looks like, just good where
5: i keep them it worked out
0: perfectly though. it sure did <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh but yeah it started there i you know i won that so then and i already had a couple um caches on the year for the mspt i think that was already my third one of the year so Then that kind of got in my head that, um, hey, we could maybe go for like a player of the year, just something like that now. And I mean, you have a tournament, you win. So your bankroll's boosted. You can go play uh, more stuff as well. So from there, I just I've basically been on the road (laughs) playing since May. I went to Vegas right after that. Um, That was kind of coming out of uh, everything was opening back up for COVID uh, from COVID. So that was kind of all that madness out. The Venetian was having massive things everywhere out there was having massive things. Uh, so did that a lot of June um, coming into the summer, just kind of followed the, uh, the rest of the summer, excuse me, kind of just followed the MSPT around some more. Um, and then at that point, I mean, I was like in the top six or seven for player of the year, but it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. I knew I was going to go to the WSOP and, and that was going to be a big focus Um and then I got eighth in Grand Falls and that got me up to second or third. So then uh from there I was like, all right, now I think I have to kind of maybe play the rest of these events. Um went to Vegas for the WSOP. Um had some, you mentioned had some had some fun out there. It feels like I actually got my butt kicked out there because my (laughs) last cash was October 21st, I think, or 24th, something like that. So uh, just a month straight of losing, but uh ended up profiting a little bit out there from those first few caches those first few weeks so that's always nice um and then i got one of those caches was actually at the venetian getting 11th in the mspt so then again that was the the player of the year stuff that put me into second within a couple hundred points of uh side church um so again that was all the all the player of the year stuff went up to canterbury and played the whole series up there uh week or two ago and uh um didn't do anything that first weekend and just got a min cash the second weekend and then kinda who was actually in fourth uh up for player of the year took it down what a run she had and now uh she leads by quite a bit. I think I have to get like sixth or better out at the Venetian
0: here next week to uh to get that. But what a run by her. <clears throat> yeah no kidding. Um I know uh, Keith Monkey system here I uh, had a question about, uh, did you start the MSBT Canterbury on table three uh, in the front corner nearest the outside doors? If not you, you have a doppelganger.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
5: I probably did, but honestly, it was all, I played so much those nine days I was up there that it's all, I don't know which tournament I started uh, where, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah, that was probably me. I played every <laughs> tournament up there. So
0: yeah, they do a great job up there. Um, yeah. And MSVT has definitely been your friend. Like you've been uh, you've been having sure. some great results.
5: Kind of, that's kind of where it all started for me. I was able to go to Meskwaki when I was 18. You could get into their poker and they changed that law the summer I turned 18. They changed it in June. I turned 18 in July. So poker kind of started at Meskwaki for casino poker started at Meskwaki uh, for me. And then that they started out having, I think it was the HPT rolled through there. And then very quickly after that, it was the MSPT. So uh, yeah, I would scrounge together 260 bucks, do whatever I could get to get 260 bucks so I could get into those qualifiers to try to, to try to uh, make a, just get one seat into the main, you know, that was, that was how it all kind of started for me.
0: So let's talk a little bit about that, how it all started for you. So I think, you know, a lot of, a lot of recreational players, you know, we played with family or friends when we were younger, Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of people, you know, they saw the movie rounders or the moneymaker effect came along take us back to the early days and what got you involved in poker just at at the Um, very level.
5: I think the first time I ever played was just at like a basketball tournament in eighth grade or something. Um, and then from there brought that back home to my home. That was like a traveling team and brought that back home to my hometown. And it was probably about, I was 14 in ninth grade that would have been about oh three oh four so it was kind of when it was the the poker boom poker was on every tv channel um all all the time and then we just started playing five dollar games ten dollar games every once in a while we do a you know a high roller get in for the 20 bucks or whatever and <laughs> yeah big, big birthday games for 25 dollars and uh that's just what we did i would have people over at my to my house we would play in garages after our football games, going through high school. I mean, instead of like having big parties and stuff or whatever, we would just have big poker games all the time. So that's kind of where it where it all started for me.
0: Nice. And 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 then how did you like decide that you were good at it? And then how did that turn into playing the way that you did as seriously as you have yeah. and the success that you've had?
5: Well that took quite a long time. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was good, you know, I thought I was good for ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. I was just, I mean, it started, like I said, I would go to Meskwaki uh, when I was 18, I would go there and play one, two, you know, take probably one, not even a one full buy-in with me and just try to, try to spin it up or go play there. You know, they had nightly tournaments for anywhere from 20 to $60. So, um, did that for years, basically, um, dabbled online here and there. I never was big and online before like black Friday. I mean, I had played on poker stars in full tilt, but nothing crazy or no stats to show or anything like that. Um and from like I said, it just kind of I always had a job. The MSPT would always come around to Meskwaki Um at that point, you know, I'm probably past 21 now, so I could go to Prairie Meadows and the right. other casinos in Iowa to play cash games or tournaments or whatever. Um my kind of my first big breakthrough I guess would would have been in 2014. I qualified in for a for the mspt i would always go up i'd take work off like thursday friday go up there play every satellite and you know i think like maybe 800 bucks or something 700 bucks and just that's three satellites and hopefully i get into the main <laughs> and I, I i qualified for the main and from there just a luck box run to i got fourth place for like twenty four thousand. that would have been oh, back in yeah in 2014 and at this point i had never studied I mean I maybe had looked at read some things online or something, but I never studied I never I never did anything and at, I got fourth for you know tw- I think it was like 24.4 thousand and I mean at that point I I thought I had arrived and I thought I had had made it in the poker world and um, got humbled and found out very quickly I, I didn't <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I had just a little I've always just kind of had odd jobs, you know, bartend, whatever. I never had like a strict career, I guess, where I was working my way up. So quit my little odd job that I had at the time. I don't even know what it was back then. And um, the the tournament I cashed, I got fourth and was in April, I believe, end of March. So the World Series was coming up. And at that point, I had been out there to play. You know, I'd fly out and play one event or I'd fly out and play like the Colossus or something like that. So. Um, Flew out, quit my uh, quit my job. Flew out, and um, like I said, figured out pretty quickly that that was probably not the best thing to do. Okay, <laughs> uh, but but from there, it did teach me too that okay, you can be good at this game. Like I can mm. put time in, I can put effort in. You know everything I just did was probably you know I I quit my job with twenty a twenty four thousand dollar bankroll and went and played fifteen hundreds and stuff in Vegas so it right. wasn't smart, but <laughs> it taught me like okay well, I can win at this game I think if I put I can put time in you can get better you can learn better bankroll management just all that stuff it kind of gave me an awakening of okay I think now I can put some work into this game and and become at least decent at it you know I I made it that far with just not ever studying, so now let's put some study in and see what, what can happen from there.
0: Mm -hmm. And then when let's talk about studying a little bit, because we've got so many different kinds of recreational Mm -hmm. playing listeners that, you know, there's different kinds of studying that work for different people. What worked for you? What, what did you, what didn't work for you? And then what helped you find those breakthrough moments? I'm a big visual guy. So I like to see things.
5: So um, a big thing for me, I like just, watching people play hands. So watching a stream or, uh, you know, of a high level player, something like that, where they're also talking about their hands, or uh, I I can't just, I'm not very good at just sitting and listening. I like to see, I want to see visuals and, and things like that. So a big thing for me is watching, you know, even if it's just as simple as watching some of the, whatever's on TV at the time or whatever, watching those hands, but then going further, just trying to find a, a high level player that, that you can see a bunch of hands of. And from there, just try to figure out in your head, what is he doing here? What's he thinking here? That's a big way I like to, to study.
0: We, we think we do that all the time here. Chris Jones uh, was running the session where we would sort of like look inside the mind of a pro and yeah. think about their mind frame when they're looking through different hands. Who, who were the pros that you kind of... Would would look up to in the time that you were learning, and who were the people that you were like? Oh, there's someone who I want to do stuff like what they're doing. Yeah,
3: yeah.
5: Um, so back then, I I actually did a bunch of Doug Polk stuff. um Was always a fan of him. I did actually do Upswing as well. That was one of the subscription services I did. um And a, another guy that I got big into starting out uh, was Grips Poker. He oh yeah, had a bunch of free stuff on YouTube. So that was always, and he he had a bunch of stuff with. Ali come with like during Ali's come up before he was the number one player in the world. And like, he was playing on ACR and stuff back in the day. And him and grips were always, I think, good buddies. And they always had a bunch of hand. I don't know if you can still find him on YouTube. That'd be interesting to go back and look, Mm -hmm. but, um, I remember him having a bunch of stuff, like hand histories with Ali and stuff back in the day too.
0: Cool. So you like the visual experience of like going through hands, uh, street by street and talking about like that. Um, and that's like good for training your brain, how to go through that decision-making process. Right. So how, yeah, how do yeah. you, how do you study the other sort of like more fundamental parts of the game, like ranges or math or, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff.
5: Yeah. Uh, so an- another s- subscription service I use starting out, uh, back back the day was raise your edge. Um, that's all, that's a good, I, it still stands up today. It's a good, uh, I think he updates it all the time as well. His ranges are great. And then I have uh, some friends in the industry now who have um, just recently launched the last like year uh, a range um, a range thing Floptimal. Oh yeah, um, there's some good good people back behind that. So I've been using that quite a bit here this last. I think they launched back in June, March, somewhere around there, spring summer. So I've been using that quite a bit lately. It's a nice way to just very simple to to go back and forth and look at your your pre flop ranges with all stack sizes.
0: Yeah, a couple of the members on our wrecking crew uh, use Floptimal in their training sessions at Rec Poker. Um, it's okay. really good in the way that yeah. you're talking about it, visualizing. Uh-huh. And, and I think if people go to Rec Poker slash resources, they can find a link to get into some of that stuff. Okay, perfect. And yeah. maybe even get a discount or something like that. So go I check think they
5: recently reports. even launched a phone app too. So it, it's yeah. I haven't checked that out yet. I've just done it on the computer, but. <laughs> Um, yes,
0: for, stuff, the, for the really kids, the kids stuff. these days, have, <laughs> all these kids yeah. have these, these things these days. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, so, and so let's talk about that just a little bit. You know, a lot of our listeners are recreational players, which doesn't mean that they're not serious amateurs. Mm-hmm. It just means that they have other means of, of making a living. And this is what yep. they do for fun. Um, what are some kind of common mistakes that recreational players make or that amateur players make that you kind of felt like a, oh, this is, gonna, this is how I'm going to put the screws to this amateur. Or B, oh, this was a moment that I sort of transcended in my own poker journey.
5: Um, well, the, the big first thing is getting your preflop ranges in check. Like, if you don't have those correct, then you're going to just screw up so many other things past that because you're not doing the very first, most core thing of poker, right? And of what you should be opening, what you shouldn't be. Um, and then from there, I would just say, like probably like thinking ahead. A lot of people will just a lot of Rex and I used to do this too of just all right, I have this hand right now, I'm gonna bet. But you don't think, all right, how will I respond if this happens? What am I gonna do on the turn? What am I gonna do on the river? What am I gonna do if the flush draw hits? Hit? It's just all right, I have this hand now, so I'm gonna bet or I'm gonna check or whatever, but it's not thinking ahead, where um that's kind of the first. I would say maybe next big step from coming from a wreck is, all right, now I need to think through what is going to happen on each and every street. What happens if I do this? What happens if I do that, et cetera.
0: I see we've got uh, Jim and Martha in the chat here. So Jim, Martha, any of our other members, if you have any questions for Taylor, just type them on in there and uh, members of the panel, of course, can jump in anytime. Um, so I think that's funny. He said getting those uh, ranges, like checking, checking in those ranges or reining yourself yeah. in, in those ranges. Cause that is really so important mm-hmm. that people yeah. play way too many hands pre-flop and then has that knock-on effective then you're in these post-flop yep. situations with wide ranges with a bunch of garbage in them and it, it is i still find myself
5: well i'll question a spot or something i'll look i'm like well i wasn't even supposed to open that hand so why right. did i even play that hand right you know like um <laughs> that, i mean that's just it's the first thing that you can do in poker outside of buying in so you have to from there know what hands you're gonna open with and and how you're going to respond to three bets etc so the first most basic thing basically is yeah getting your your pre-flop ranges in in, in the correct form
1: yeah chris yeah taylor i just, i kind of wanted to return to some of the things that you touched on really briefly but kind of explore them a little i mean you spoke about uh winning that 24k and then mm-hmm. sort of being humbled afterwards. You just talked about also going out to the WSOP this year and feeling like, even though you came out ahead, you felt like you had this long stretch of just losing consistently. And I'm just wondering if you can talk about like how you deal with those. I mean, you've had a lot of great success too, but you also, obviously you're a poker player. So you've dealt with those sort of downswings as well. So like, how, how do you go about dealing with that? And how do you deal with those humbling moments that this game sort of puts in front of us all? Yeah.
5: Um, Well, now, especially that I'm a, that I'm doing this for a living, um, you just have to trust the process. Basically. I know that um, I know that I'm a good player and that if I stick to studying and what I've been taught that eventually, I mean, in the long run that I'm going to to find a win. Um, It's hard. Sometimes it can get hard to just keep going with that process, but uh, to me, it's being able to put in volume as well, um, and being able to put in volume where you're not scared of the money on on either side. So I've been very open to I'm backed. so that's a big um, kind of relief for me and it gives me structure in those times of uh, a downswing where maybe if I was on my own, I wasn't keeping track of everything or whatever it gives me structure and and a person that I have to send a report to basically. so, um, that really helps me as well, I think.
0: I'd love to explore that a little more with you, and I'm sure some of the backing stuff is confidential and it's not available to the public, but, um, can you speak a little bit about that experience as someone who's backed with your credentials and, and with the games that you like to play in, what, what are the logistics that go into that? And, uh, uh, yeah, just speak to that a little.
5: Uh, so yeah, basically I've been back now for two full years, basically. So, um, Good investment by your backer. I think <laughs> that's
0: working out pretty well.
5: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you need to find, you need to put up some results, whether that be online, live online's honestly the best way and easiest way to find one because you can send a graph to somebody that shows exact statistics, exact ROI and everything. So, uh, I mean, live, you can put up results and from there somebody's just kind of guessing on if you're a winning player or not, because some people can bing stuff live, you know? So, Uh, I would say online is the easiest way to get one. Um, And then from there, it's just, like I said, to me, it's kind of just freeing, um, knowing that, okay, no matter what happens in this tournament right here, as long as I'm playing my best and continue to play my best, I can keep firing. I can fire tomorrow. I can fire next weekend. I get to go to Vegas next week and play the MSPT as long as I keep studying and playing my best. Uh, And then, like I said, too, I mentioned structure. Um, for me, and I think a lot of poker players, um, it can get kind of overwhelming and just become a blur. So for me, structure is good to have. Uh, like I said, a sheet that I have to send a report to my boss, basically, and if he has questions, I have to find something for him and give him an answer. It's not just kind of all up in the air of oh, I think I lost this much in Minnesota. I think I did this in Vegas. <laughs> it's it's all right there, and and uh, something that I have to report back to my boss with. So that's, for me, I need that in poker. Otherwise it would just become a jumbled mess, I think.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of professional poker players end up that way because they don't want to be part of a structured system or to like work for someone. Yeah. Or, um, but the fact is uh, mo- poker players as a group kind of need a little accountability yeah. and structure for, you know, to, to be at their best, I think. Um, yeah. So it's, and I think
5: we all get we want to become a pro because of the freedom. You look at financial right. freedom, time, which is still, you still get with that, but you're also doing, like I get to play poker. So I'm doing something that I truly right. enjoy doing, but at the same time, I do need some some structure in there as well. I, you can't just give me free reign to not have any structure. <laughs> that would not be good for me. So,
0: And it sounds like you also feel like it, in a way, kind of like reduces the effective variance on you. Because you just get to kind of continue yeah. firing yeah, and like like making good me,
5: decisions. Yep, I feel like it lets me play more with a clear mind, whether that be I'm in a big downswing or winning a lot. Because I've experienced that, too, when I was on my own of, oh, well, I, I'm i up this amount of money. I'll just call here or I'll raise here So, like, <laughs> so where, you know, winners tilt, too. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it allows me to play with just a really clear mind, I think.
0: So that was one of my other questions. Um, was can you talk a little? And I'm sure it's financially related, but can you talk about some of the greatest pleasures that you've gotten from the game, and some of the greatest pain that the game has brought to you, whether it's financial or otherwise?
5: Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. It's brought me. I've gotten to travel the country now for the last couple of years and do something that I actually truly do enjoy, which not a lot of people in this world get to say that. So um, I try not to take that aspect of it for granted. Um, I've made some great friends along the way that I consider really good close friends. A kid I grew up with um, that we started playing home games together when we were in high school is also a professional poker nice. player from my same hometown. And nice. we get to travel together. And, and um, it's a nice thing about that is because we both earned it. Like it's not, we've always talked about like We want to make it together. And it's not like out of pity, like oh, I had a big score and I'm bringing him along, or he had a big score and he's bringing me along. Like we both earned it our own separate ways. So that's uh, really cool to me, and uh, the freedom I get to give my family as well. Going on, you know, I mean, I've got to bring my girlfriend and her kids to Las Vegas, to Florida, wherever we go. So um, that's given me a lot of joy. Um, biggest pain moments. It sounds so dumb, but like. I get so worked up online for some reason. And this is something (laughs) I'm trying to address. (laughs) Like, um, I mean, I'll get so worked up in like a 50 or hundred dollar tournament online where I'll take a worse beat in a live one K and just smile at the guy and say, good game or whatever. So, um, but I remember times in my basement, just right here, sitting right here, losing an awful all in late in a tournament and just (laughs) the pure pain that brought me for those (laughs) moments. I don't know why, but online (laughs) poker just brings me pain sometimes.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think a lot of our listeners will find that just as comforting as I do, because it can yeah. bring a lot of pain to us as well. I'm sure. So that's that's <laughs> nice to hear. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't. I, we're coming up on uh, the amount of time that we've asked you for here, so I want to honor your time. I've got one more question, and then I'll ask you to just tell folks where they can uh, find you and how they can sign up. But okay, um, one it's a big one, and you can take it anywhere you want. What does the poker world need to do better? That's a good
1: question.
5: Um, I would say make games more inviting. Hmm. Because for us, for the better players, for pros to survive, we always need an influx of players that are coming in that aren't as good, that are just dumping money, whatever. So, um, I would say make games more inviting for one, to just get more people involved, um, create some sort of find another way to have some sort of poker boom would be, um, ideal. I don't know if we're going to find that, but just a way to make games more inviting for that. And then, you know, for, to get more women involved in poker as well. Um, you know, I think a big thing is people feel, whether it's a man or a woman that have ne- has never played, they feel intimidated to sit down. Um, so we need to maybe find a way to just make it fun for their first couple of times to, to sit down. Because I know it, it, it is a, a game where it is, can be kind of intimidating for anybody. But maybe the, so figure out something where uh, a rec could just sit down and have fun their first time. I don't, mm. I don't know how we would do that. I don't have an idea.
0: But I, I think that would be a big thing. Uh, so, one last question here from the, um, our member, Jim uh, Taylor. Do you have any long-term goals in poker, or just trying to keep going in an upward trajectory?
5: Uh, so, I wrote out some goals at the beginning of this year that um, just financially and MSPT wise that I, you know, I achieved with winning uh, one of them. Um, long-term, I need to sit down, and I was going to do that for 2022 to kind of sit down and get my 2022 goals mm. in what I want to do. And then long-term from there, um, I do have, there is one thing that I'm kind of now, um, chasing, I guess you could call it would be the MSPT hall of fame. Um, I'm 15 caches away basically. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. um, I kind of was talking to my girlfriend and some friends. I hope that I could do that within three years. That'd be five caches, MSPT caches a year. Um, an average of five caches a year. So I, I would say, I guess that's probably my one long term goal at the moment. And then, yeah, just to continue, have continued success where I can, can keep doing this. this uh, it's like I said, something I really enjoy. So, uh, continued success where I could keep doing this.
0: Well, I think it sounds like you're living the dream, and I'm sure a lot of our, uh, our other members would agree um we'll let you go just after this uh we'll we'll play the jonathan little ad which is our way of ending the interview but uh, um where where can people find you uh, on twitter or or email or where do you like people to reach out when they want to get uh
5: yeah for poker related stuff uh that's kind of my twitter so that would be uh the real tay how just the real and then t-a-y-h-o-w uh that's my twitter i usually post a lot of my updates on there uh yeah if people have questions hand histories whatever if i can get if i can respond to them i will so uh yeah you can find me on, on twitter there
0: yeah give them a follow folks and i know you know i first got my twitter account so i could ask people like taylor free strategy advice because i'm a life nerd. so <laughs> i did it back
5: in the day too i remember uh coming up you know messaging aaron johnson and ku Vang, yeah know, the, the same stuff that people message me now so that uh yeah i'm always willing to to help out if I if I can, so
0: that's so cool, man. That's so cool. Good for you. Well, thanks again, Taylor. Uh, we'll play the Jonathan Little ad here, and then I'll look forward to catching up with you another time soon. All thanks the best. Much, Merry guys. Christmas. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, have
5: a good holiday. Thank you.
0: Right. Bye bye.
5: Have you ever wondered whether you should call a pre-flop raise or three bet instead? What do you do when you have a flush draw? Do you raise it or do you just call? What do you do with Ace King when you miss the flop? Are you tired of guessing about what the right play is with your particular hand? Well, my name is Jonathan Little, and I am a two-time World Poker Tour champion and creator of PokerCoaching.com, where we offer over a thousand interactive hand quizzes where you play
0: a hand and then get real-time feedback from our world-class pros. Don't guess, and don't stress. Just register for your free account at PokerCoaching.com slash poker right now. I'm so sad. That's the last time I get to do the don't. Guess and don't stress with Jonathan Little because this is the last episode of 2021. Um, when people hear this, it will be the the week between Christmas and New Year's. So Feliz Navidad, everybody, and I hope you've had a chance to spend some quality time with some loved ones. Uh, Rec poker members will notice that there's a little less going on over uh, the two weeks of the holidays as we kind of spend some time with friends and family and loved ones and uh, think about what we can do in 2022 that makes 2021 look like a distant memory, uh, a hope I'm sure I share with many uh, of our listeners here today. So, gang, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Martha, thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, too, in the chat there. And yeah, Taylor was. I really enjoyed getting that uh, perspective from. him. So, yeah, fellas, unmute. We've got a couple things coming up. Um, Like I said at the top of the show, if you're listening to this on Tuesday the 28th or Wednesday the 29th, come join me and the gang uh, for a free hangout, the community Q&A on Wednesday, December 29th at 6.30 p.m. Central. Uh, You can find the link just by going to rec.poker. You don't have to sign in or anything. Just go check that out. What What are you guys excited for for Christmas and for New Year's and for 2022? <laughs> Keith, <laughs> Keith, I know you've got a new um, you've got a new study group coming out. It's on the first yep. Thursday of every month, which means that hold on, don't tell me that the first one in January will be on Friday on Thursday the sixth. So Thursday uh, January sixth, we're going to get to hang out with uh, Keith Monkey System Brant. And you've already had one of these, Keith. What what do you do in this session, and how can
3: we help people learn? uh what i did in the first session what I plan to also do in the next one is uh I'm going to have a table of advanced poker training a site that i'm subscribed to up and that's a site where you um play against bots that are programmed to play like human players and you can set various difficulty levels and stuff and the group of us who did that last time had quite a bit of fun I and mean, we enjoyed it because we, we, we could we we did a democracy we decided what to do every hand and uh it was, a, it was, a, we discussed it if it was kind of a, a difficult, tricky hand. And we just went along until we pretty much timed out. It was, it was a lot of fun.
0: It really was. I was in that session. It's one of the few times that you're actually able to play more than one player to a hand. So I like that aspect of it for sure. Um, and I do think everyone should come and check this out. If you're a premium member at Poker. if you're not, it all it takes is five bucks for your first month. Just use the code Poker, and you can sign up for a whole month worth of activities um, Chris, I know you've got some exciting plans for 2020, uh, too, And by the time this episode comes out, people will be able to go to a certain page and, yeah. uh, contribute.
1: And that's, that's, uh, and speaking of what exciting things we've got coming, we really, 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 I know a lot of people ask for feedback, but like, we really want your feedback. We're going to send out a survey. It'll be open, uh, throughout most of the month of January, um, and a little bit, now into early December as well, um, and we're really we're really trying to get a, a, a pulse on what uh, people who are involved in rec poker want, whether it's um, what kind of um, learning materials you're looking for, what you're looking for when you are coming to the podcast. We're, we have a bunch of questions that we're trying to get a handle on and really help us frame and plan out what we're going to be doing in 2022. So um, it takes five to 10 minutes of your time. It's pretty short, uh, but it will help us out a ton. So please, please go look for it. And I believe you can find it at rec.poker backslash survey.
0: I think that is correct. If you go to rec.poker slash survey, you should be able to find a short survey there um, to give us a little feedback about where to take all the amazing content that we produce every month online here. At Poker and into the live arena as well. Some of our live meetups and opportunities to get together and play. And I think there's even some prizes. The survey is confidential, but if you want to be entered into a, surprise, a prize pool, a drawing, then you can enter your email and you can win um, a free hour of coaching with someone from the wrecking crew, uh, a free month of rec poker premium. Chris, I feel like there's one more that I'm forgetting right now. We're probably going to add some other prizes. Yeah, there's a few other anyways, prizes so. we're
1: trying to narrow in, but by the time we we post it, they'll be they'll be posted, so you'll be able to see. But there, yeah, just for taking ten minutes of your time and filling out your email address, you can yeah. be eligible to win some of this stuff.
0: And yeah, I've seen this survey. I think this is like a three minutes of your time survey. To be honest, So yeah, it depend- even
1: if you ROI it's like three, three times you to answer it the multiple choice. There's a few open enders at the end. If you fill oh, that, yeah. it'll take you five to ten. <laughs>
0: There you go. So go help, help us out there, folks, uh, without spending a dime. Just give us a little feedback on how we can make things better for you in 2022. Um, John and uh, uh, Rob, what's new and exciting with you guys? And yes, it's a it's a duel.
4: So we're going to talk at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Good idea, oh. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: let the superhero go first.
0: Nice. It's my favorite superhero, too. I had, I had a Superman ring when I was a kid. That's how I Superman I was.
4: That's I was true. always uh I was always a uh, Daredevil fan myself. Mm. But anyway. Um yeah, in 2022 my goal in 2022 is to be able to finish the Modern Poker Theory book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully by sometime if, by the end of 2022 we will have found our way to the end there. No. Um hey, on the survey I, we were talking about giving away Oh yeah. Entry into the video series that we're giving away.
0: That's it, Rob. Yep. Why don't you elaborate on that a little? Some, some other lucky ways that our our guests can win.
4: We have a, uh, we've got a copy of the video packs from, from Michael Acevedo for the modern poker theory. And we are giving away um, that opportunity or we're giving those away uh, during the recce awards. And you have, Different ways of gaining an entry into that drawing. One of them is to be a member of the book study group on Rec Poker. Another one is to uh, join one of the book study sessions, and another one is to post in the book study forum. Then the other way is to retweet and tag a friend with hashtag Rec Poker. There's a tweet out there um, that we presented this on. So you do that, that gives you four. Now, one more, you complete the survey gives you a total of five free entries into this drawing. What could be better, right? Hard what to beat. be
0: better? Hard, to, Hard beat. to beat. So yeah, folks can go. And if you just search hashtag wreck poker, um, you'll see a bunch of tweets uh, to do with this contest. And if you just tag a friend and uh, retweet it, you will get entered into the chance to win that video pack from Michael Acevedo. And trust me, folks, this is a book you need all the help you can get. So join the book study, follow the videos, get the video pack from d Publishing. And uh, that's that's what you need to take your game to the next level because this is a an incredibly dense uh, book, but it, there is so much absolutely fantastic fundamental poker knowledge to be taken from there that it, it, it is the building blocks of a successful poker game. So do yourself a favor and check it out. Uh, John, yep. uh, we've got three home games a day starting in 2022. This is very exciting.
2: Yeah, actually, I, I was planning on doing starting one every hour on the hour. <laughs> 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 um, and there'll be separate <laughs> points for each one. So like, track individually. <laughs> and then yeah, exactly. No, no, <laughs> uh, pretty much the, uh, the plan is to do things more or less the same next year as we're doing it this year. There'll be a few tweaks here and there, but nothing major to that will be changing there.
0: But I'm looking forward to it nonetheless. you've got the you're putting the new schedule together for the mixed games events that are going to be happening throughout the year. yeah and uh, and people can just email John at rec.poker if they've got some
2: suggestions on. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm always open to uh, suggestions. Again, we want to make it fun for as many people as possible. But when we come to the results here, you know, one of the things I've always said is that in the our core team, I've always thought that the top two players, it was a a toss-up between Chris Jones and Taylor Moss. And, you know, which one of those is going to be the real breakout player? In the meantime, you know, the Steve Fredlin guy Mm -hmm. was just kind of limping along, being quiet all year. And then he won, this last week I announced he won the Player of the Year points race for the No Limit Hold'em Championship Series. And, of course, since he had won a tournament, he was eligible to play in the No Limit Championship Series Tournament of Champions. So he won his very first silver pin by winning the, the Player of the Year points race. Then... A week later, he's playing in the uh no Championship Series Tournament of Champions on December 15th, and he wins that as well. So back-to-back is first and second pin, both won within the same month. Back-to-back. Uh, Very impressive. Yeah. I think we only have two or three dual pin. Uh, Colin Anderson, I know, has won yep. two silvers. Uh, and then I think there's one other person...
0: There is. There's one or maybe even two silver pin
2: duelists. But, uh, but they anyway, call in, yeah to sweep the entire No Limit Hold'em Championship Series, the fact that Steve did that just is shocking. And it would be
0: shocking if anyone did it, but for Steve yes, particularly. Yes, exactly.
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's no, an amazing feat. No, amazing but, and, feat.
0: and in all seriousness, what we're, what we're talking about, just to, to be clear for our audience – So we play a monthly tournament that goes towards a player of the year series that goes on all year. And Steve won the points race for player of the year for consistency throughout the year in these tournaments. But then he also won the championship game for anyone who's won any tournaments throughout the year. Uh, the, the, the players that are the best in those tournaments go on to make this championship final. And Steve won that as well. So it is extremely yeah. impressive. And then Taylor Moss won the mixed game player of the year uh, this year as well. So Which it's is uh, also
1: no small feat with the the crowd that plays those games. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And with uh Chad McVean and Mike Patrick and uh, Kathy Chang and a couple other aces in the uh, mixed game category. So hats off to and of course they're not they're not wasting their time here on the podcast with us. Those guys are out there grinding PO solver and you know going deep into uh ranges and he's getting getting the solvers out overnight running sims. Um, but, uh, way to go, way to go to Steve and to Taylor, of course. Um, oh, Jim Gibson says, doesn't Kiki 65 has two silvers. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds, sounds typical mm-hmm. for the, for the Kiki family.
2: Yeah. He's still, he still has to get his 20th win. He said 19 wins this year.
0: He's been on so, 19 since like late November. Right.
2: Right. Right. So he still has one more to do. Uh, he's- and we'll see, uh, if he manages To get it, another impressive thing for from Steve again this year. So he ended up winning three tournament, two tournaments, two regular season tournaments, and the No Limit Hold'em Champions, plus the Tournament of Champions, and he won eight other tournaments this Mm. year for a total of eleven. So breaking that ten mark is quite impressive. We still have Jacob, who's going for his twentieth. Um, across all series, and we'll see if that can be. But I want you to know this is, I'm talking to you, Chris, now. If you still want me to mention you in the top tier of the core <laughs> team players. I need to see some evidence. I mean, yeah. you've been winning all of these easy ACR tournaments <laughs> yeah, for, thousands your <laughs> for thousands of dollars. Come on, it's wreck poker tournaments that really. Yeah, happen. you're right. You're right. I, I gotta,
1: I gotta. Uh, that is actually one thing because, like, I I barely played the. I, I just always found that my Wednesday nights were really busy. But I'm I'm gonna try to play more, um, especially in the Player of the Year ones. Because yeah. you know, once you miss a few Player of Those Year ones, then you're kind of like, wow. I can't win it, so. But this year I'm gonna try.
0: Jim Jim Gibson says in the track in the chat. Uh, Chris is a master in game selections too. He's been selecting some good games over on ACR recently. So uh, <laughs> nicely done, nicely
2: done there. All right, then we have our daily series tournament of champions. That was won by uh, East Coast Bitter Ben. <laughs> yes, Ben, so welcome to the Silver
0: eyes. Pin Club. Yeah, exactly. that's fantastic. Oh, good for you, Ben. Is one of my and, Canadian friends from the East Coast I miss the East Coast so much
2: then for our uh daily series nightly events Rob diesel yes. or our diesel 11 Rob diesel got his first victory for the year nice Rob our first yeah uh, in the nightly series Kekik. geek that's Mark Kiki that's Kekik senior yeah got his eighth for the year and he has uh 10 wins total this year. And so yeah, I he... see.
0: You've changed how you're doing these slides here tonight, John. They've got even more information available to our audience members.
2: Yes, it's a little bit... I'm trying to remember how I made them up <laughs> so I remember what the, all of
0: these numbers mean. But seriously, a shout-out for Mark Kiki, um, who's obviously doing great work at home there, because uh, if it wasn't for his son coming in and stealing the thunder, this would be an extremely impressive accomplishment in a vacuum uh, to have well, as many it, wins. It's as well.
2: still an impressive accomplishment. Yeah, I'm not going to take anything away from him. Just because someone else does better, it's <laughs> That's true. Diminish mm-hmm. That's true.
0: It just diminishes the number of times he can bring it up around the dinner table. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then we have Digging Eight Graves got his or her fourth nightly victory for the year. Right on. Flying Bricks, Sarah Hanson. Yeah, got Sarah seventh victory nightly victory for nice. the year gloves ten ten. colin anderson colin got his third nightly victory for the year and 12th victory overall
0: yeah speaking of impressive performances colin knows how to bring it and if you're a colin anderson fan you should definitely come to the reckeys on january 26th at 6:30 central because he and danny schneider are the hosts and boy do they know how to have a good time
2: yeah it'll I be think- interesting to see I, I mean we have quite a few Options for you know, like what's the most impressive feat in our home games? This yeah, year. So I'm really excited to see what they come up with and what we end up with as a, a winner there,
0: me too. And with the state of the world for the entire year, I think a lot of our uh events are going to be a lot of our awards are going to be home based home game based. So, all the more, all the more uh, reason to get excited about those. I think you missed Patrick Barry, Jasper Jr. on December 17th.
2: Um, oh, I did, he got his third nightly victory. Barry, knocking ears. it out You're of We're giving
1: park. him the Taylor Moss treatment.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we have Basic Tax John. Yes, we got him. We found a new one. We yes, found a new name go. to stomp, John. Let's go. Yeah, but that, this is his actual name, not the. I mean, <laughs> oh, the screen yeah. name, Basic Tax. That's easy. That is. Uh, easy. I'm guessing it. I wonder if this is spelled wrong. If it's supposed to be Philak, or if it's. Pilak? Pilak. Pilak? Pilak? Yeah. Pilak? Maybe. All right. Basic tax. Congratulations on your first win. First daily mixed victory. Sweet. Jasper Jr. then again. Wow. Patrick Barry got his seventh international victory for the year. Two in a week. Stewie, 13, Stuart Carriage got his third international victory for the year. Killer. Chatty cat, two, 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 Kathy, Karen, right on the LPP event. Hey. So be sure to email Jim at poker and you will get your free month at learn pro poker.
0: That's so funny. I think we were just uh, shouting uh, Kathy out on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I'm glad we got a little run good in there. Way to go, Kathy. Uh, yeah. Email me Jim at rec.poker. Let's get you that free month at learnpropoker. pro poker.
2: And then. Last oh. but not least, oh yeah Oslo Berger, Tron Stensby won the heads up event. That's so this good. guarantees him an entry into Marek Madness.
0: Wow. Yeah, that Congrats. was a good mm-hmm. tough field too. That was a pretty stacked field. I got uh I got through my first round, uh, but I was get, I was shown the door in seventh place or something like that after that. Who was who was the runner up for that one? Um Uh, John, do you have that close to hand?
2: I knew it at one point in time, but I do not have that. (laughs) That's okay. We ask so much of you. in these.
0: (laughs) Well, congratulations, Tron Vidar. I know Tron's been, uh, uh, he's in a different time zone, so it's not always as easy for him to join us for the discussions, but I know he's an active uh, forum poster. He's always lending his insight uh, to the sessions that he can make. I've seen him in a couple of our Saturday afternoon sessions in our time. Uh, so good way to go. I'm not surprised one bit applying those uh, uh, principles to the heads up victory. Way to go. That's nice.
2: It was Stewie 13. Oh, 13.
0: man. I I said he was a killer. That guy knows what he's doing. Uh, way to go, Stu. Congrats on a, a close race there. Second second, in. You'll have a, a, some other chances in 2022 to um, get all the way to the top. All right, gang. What else, uh, what else is on people's lists before we wrap this up and send these folks into 2022 uh keith where can people go to find out what's your wrecking crew page if people want to find out more information about you and your events here and how to get in touch with you what's the best way for them to do that
3: you can just look up keith grant or monkey system that's spelling monkey with m-o-n-k-i-e there you go so i hope people do yeah or you can go through the wrecking crew link yep
0: Yeah, and I do say, everyone, go to rec.poker slash crew because you can get, uh, you can see everybody's picture, put some faces to the names from the podcast. Everyone's got their own Wrecking Crew page, so you can find out about their story in poker and what they like to work on and uh, how you can learn along with them. So I do encourage everyone to go and check that out. And I encourage everyone to go. And have a freaking wonderful 2022, everybody. So thanks, Jim and Martha. Thanks, Chris and John and Rob and Keith, Taylor Howard and everyone else who works their butt off to get better at poker each and every day. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone.